money, 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 money. Yeah, we all seem to want to monetize our podcasts, right? I mean, it's not everybody, of course, but on this episode of Podcastification, we are going to talk about one method of monetizing with Trevor from AdvertiseCast. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. Podcastification is all about you, teaching you how to podcast, how to put into practice the best practices that I and my team have learned in working with hundreds of clients. You are going to podcast better from listening to this show. If you like what you hear on Podcastification, please just hit the pause button, swipe to the sharing function on your app, and share this episode with somebody you know will benefit. And if you'd like to get in on more Podcastification goodness, you can do it by subscribing to our Podcast Optimizer email series. And I promise you, you won't get lots of junk. You'll just get one actionable email a week. Go to podcastfasttrack.com slash optimizer. That is enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Monetization. Man, we all would like a little more cash coming into the bank account, wouldn't we? It always helps to put food on the table for the family. Well, podcasting is one of those things that a lot of people have misunderstandings about when it comes to monetization. They think that all they have to do is create this incredible show and suddenly advertisers are going to come running and give them all this money. And man, it's just not that way. On this episode of Podcastification, I wanted to talk with someone who's in the advertising space. And full disclaimer, Trevor is CEO of a company called AdvertiseCast. He is going to make a little pitch about their service. But I think when you listen to this episode, you're going to see why I felt comfortable having Trevor on the show to make a little pitch about his service, because they're going about this in a very different way than most podcast advertisers that you see out there. They have a unique approach, a unique platform, and lots of integrity built into the entire process. So on this episode, we're going to have a chat. Let's go talk to Trevor. Trevor, welcome to Podcastification. Hey, Kerry, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no problem at all. So you and I both know that podcasters are very interested in that all-purpose magic word, monetization. And it seems like everybody wants to figure out how to make money from their show. How did you get into the idea that you guys could actually provide a way for podcasters to do that? Yeah, great question, Carrie. I guess a little bit about myself. It's My background is I, I come from the tech uh, side of the business side of things. So I've created a couple internet tech companies in the past, and I, and I have a I have a big passion for podcasts. I've listened to podcasts for over 10 years now. The whole podcast space has provided me a ton of value personally and also through my business career. So I learned so much, you know, through listening to podcasts, business type shows. I enjoy listening to podcasts. I'm a big fan of podcasts. So I thought, you know, how can I give back to this community? And I started to kind of do some research and I found that the major pain point was, you know, definitely the monetization side of things for independent publishers. So I kind of set off a goal for myself to maybe see if I can, you know, help the space move forward on that side of things. And I, I use the resources that, that I have, you know, available to me, which is our, which is our great tech team here in Wisconsin. So, you know, my first idea was, you know, why can't there just be this online uh, marketplace where we simply connect, you know, the podcasters with the advertisers? So 
my early on vision was, you know, create a marketplace where, you know, podcasters come in, they add their podcast listing to it, and they add, you know, their spots to their listing. So they could sell a 30-second spot or a 60-second spot. And then advertisers would come into the self-serve model, and uh, they would simply be able to, you know, order these spots from the podcaster directly through this platform, check out the order, and then simply kind of go through the process, you know, through our online system from A to Z. And just be a self-serve system for both sides. And so that was an early on vision. And uh, right away, I saw a ton of interest from the podcaster community. So we had you know a ton of shows sign up with us right away. That's kind of how things started with us, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's very interesting. I like the self-serve model because not everybody knows how to reach right. out to a potential sponsor or even let sponsors know that their show is available for monetization. So I think that's a brilliant, a brilliant idea. So- Tell me why advertising. There's lots of you know different ways people can make money selling their own courses, selling their coaching, whatever. Why is advertising a good call for podcasters? Yeah, I think it's the model that it really works for almost everybody that's a podcaster, right? So you know there are other ways to monetize, but I think you know the advertising method, you know, just for other mediums out there, it just it seems to be the true and tried and the perfected method that just that just works. And both sides really get value. I mean, the listeners could get value because, you know, they're going to get value from maybe getting a discount off a, you know, a service or a product that's being promoted. The advertiser gets value, obviously, because they're going to make some money off the revenue side for their business. The podcaster themselves, you know, they're going to get value because their listenership's going to hopefully get value. And they're also getting money, you know, from the advertiser. So, you know, it's kind of a win-win-win, we like to call it over here. Yeah, that is really cool. I like that both sides are going to benefit from this. Absolutely. And we do our best over here too, to try to make sure that the advertiser is selected appropriately for the right podcast, you know, so it's a good match and, and uh, that that's always important, right? So, so we make sure we're providing value, not only to the advertiser, but also to the show and, and to the listeners of that show. Yeah. Now tell me one of your favorite stories about how advertised cast has been a win-win on both sides of an equation. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we work with some sponsors here and uh, there's one that's obvious, Audible, and they, they've been a great client for us. And yeah, so a lot, a lot of these listeners of these shows, you know, they're very much already audio listeners, you know, being podcast listeners. So, you know, to have them come over to a, an Audible, you know, type platform where they can listen to ebooks and, and the books type things, that's been a great win for us on both sides there because now these listeners now are finding other content that's important, that, that's of interest to them. And also on the advertising side of things, you know, the Audible scene, you know, great return from us because uh, it's, it's kind of reaching their demographics. Yeah, I can see that definitely being a good fit since podcast listeners are already listening to audio. It's a, a perfect fit. What about a show that is a little more niche focused? Like, I mean, I'll pick a bizarre topic. Uh, one of my favorites I use as an illustration all the time, underwater basket weaving. I mean, how can <laughs> someone like that even hope to have a sponsor? Right. You know, that's the thing. We work with so many different brands and so many different clients. So we're growing that customer base all the time. So, you know, you just kind of be surprised sometimes the people that you could kind of match up, you know, with these certain shows. And, uh, you know, a lot of times too, it, it is just kind of being the matchmaker and trying to find that right advertiser that does pair up with the right shows. And sometimes like, in, you know, in that case, you know, they might be too niche where we have to broaden it a bit, you know, to find the right advertiser. But we've seen that model definitely work time and time again. So... Yeah. And do you guys have a team that is constantly reaching out to new advertisers, trying to get them to try out your platform? 
Yeah, we do. So you know, our team, you know, not only do we get a bunch of incoming leads every day from our website, but we also we we do our fair share of prospecting. So yeah, we'll actually we'll reach out, cold call people, and uh, reach out, you know, via emails, and and just sometimes even stop in and just you know and just try to spread the word about the medium as a whole and how it, how it's exciting, how it's growing, and how maybe you know they can get their brand and service in front of you know the right listeners and actually do quite well with it. So yeah, we do a lot of prospecting on our own. So how many advertisers or sponsors are in your system presently? And by the way, listeners, this is August of 2018 that we're speaking. So <laughs> the current figures. Yeah. So uh, right now we're working with over 200 direct brand relationships. Um, so and that's grown quite a bit in the last six months. And also we're working with, you know, probably a dozen uh, agency partners too. So that's been growing as well. Yeah. So that's our numbers currently. Like I said, we're getting new leads in almost every day of the week, which is exciting. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun time. And how many podcasters are working with you presently? Yeah, so we almost have uh, 2,000 podcasters uh, signed up with us at this point. So that's been really exciting to see all the demand on that side of it. Yeah, it's kind of neat. I've been looking over your website and looking in the different categories and and one right at the very top is actually one of my clients. So that's kind of fun. Oh, that's cool. To, yeah. To see that the content that we're producing every week is actually right there coming from your, your platform. So oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Love that. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So give me some lowdown on how this works for a podcaster. We hear this magic number all the time of 5,000 downloads per episode after 30 days. Mm -hmm. And that's where advertisers will start paying attention to you. In your experience, is that true or is that inflated? Tell me the real scoop from your perspective. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with everybody today because I want everybody to kind of walk. You know, I don't want to, you know, kind of just everybody walk away with these with these uh, unrealistic goals. So, you know, what we're finding on our side is, you know, your show at this point for to, to sell to these larger brands and definitely, you know, most of our clients, you probably got to be reaching at least $2,000 per episode or more. Now, uh, contrary, now you could sign up with us with just 100 downloads per podcast episode. We're trying, you know, new things to help the smaller shows monetize. We're trying new models that I think we're going to, see become very beneficial and in a short amount of time we're kind of like experimenting the, that model right now but uh but for right now for the host red spots that we're primarily selling you know most of it's happening on the 2000 plus side but now the cell service system that we do have you know still in play today you know, we're seeing still you know enough action on that side of it a lot of those buys are happening on the smaller shows so there there is still some action happening but but definitely most of the deals that you know definitely our, our sales team their efforts you know we're seeing it's the shows that are 2000 plus downloads and the reason i asked that question it's partly also the reason that was behind my question about a very niche focused show mm -hmm. is i have a client who is a fine artist she does plein air painting and is just this amazing artist in her podcast, she has a sponsor who, believe it or not, is a provider of art supplies. And so that relationship is like like hand in glove. It's one of those things where the supplier wants to speak to exactly who her audience is. And so I was asking earlier about your team reaching out with that sort of a thing in mind. You know, if niche podcasters could actually be able to find sponsors who want exactly who they're speaking to yeah. to find out about their products. Is that some of what your team's trying to figure out? Yeah. You know, we do some of that prospecting, you know, on individual shows where, you know, they have the bigger numbers. So it's, it's, you know, I hate to say it, but it's like more worth our efforts to do those things, but you're right. You know, the show that maybe has, you know, a hundred or even 200 listeners, but they're, you know, super niche and maybe their audience is all like, you know, like we have to say the example, like they're all like engineers, right? So then you have, 
you know, the right software product that's tailored to these types of engineers and the licensing fee for the software product is $100,000 a year. Well, it doesn't take long where you get one or two buys from that audience and that show, you know, for that to be a, a super ROI win for the advertiser, right? So there are those possibilities out there. And I would encourage anybody that has a show like that, that's very niche, that has a specific audience, you know, to probably go and explore those types of products that, you know, could be beneficial for your audience. And I think you could do actually quite well. And the advertiser would be very excited, I think, to try and run a campaign with you. The more niche, I think the higher CPMs you can demand, right? So, you know, the higher cost per 1,000 listeners. So if you go have a super niche show that's maybe just 500 listeners, you know, you can maybe demand a $200 CPM, right? Because they're probably going to see that as a return, you know, if that audience is super targeted. Yeah, something that I was thinking about that I've heard before, Trevor, I'd love to bounce off of you because it's an approach for maybe a, a smaller show, a niche focused show, is to find industry magazines that they subscribe to or they know that their listeners probably subscribe to and see who's advertising there mm-hmm. and personally reach out to those companies and give them your numbers, give them your pitch, so to speak, about being a sponsor in your show. Do you think that's a good approach? I think that's great. I love that, Carrie. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic approach. Yeah, you know, I would do that and couple that maybe with just doing a Google search too, you know, search like you know, keywords that relates to your topics that you discuss, you know, continuously. And maybe, you know, also like, who is your audience? Like, what are they interested in? What's their background? Just start searching for there and seeing products or services that show up maybe, you know, under Google AdWords that show up and and uh, hit them up too. So I think, yeah, I think that's brilliant. I appreciate that. It's something I'm a little slow to recommend because I haven't tried it myself, but I definitely think it makes a lot of sense. No, I think so too. You know, another thing too, I should add, you know, like if, if your show too, like, you know, we're talking about like being, you know, having like niche content. If you're niche too, like in a geo area. So if you have a sports show, like, you know, we're from Wisconsin. So let's say you're, you're going to run a Milwaukee Bucks show. Well, don't be afraid to go out to your Milwaukee, you know, restaurants and possible, you know, advertisers there as well, because we're finding that that's actually a, a, a real possibility and it's been effective. So because that audience is more than likely going to be a lot of them are going to be listening from the Milwaukee area. So we're seeing that to be, you know, have value as well. Yeah. I have long thought that most podcasters can probably be a lot more effective in their local community than they think they could. Mm-hmm. It's just going to take some brain work and some creativity to figure out what that is. And I ha- honestly haven't had the time Correct. to put the Correct. brain work to that. Right. And uh, it's on my to-do list, you know, to strategize and think through that kind of thing and then bring it to my listeners because I think there are some great opportunities there oh, for that sure. a lot of us are missing. For sure. Absolutely. Well, Trevor, we're going to go to our mid-roll break. And when we come back, I want to dive into the details of how AdvertiseCast works. Uh, There's a do-it-yourself marketplace and an internal agency option. I'd just love to hear the details about that. So listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back after this message. Now, I realize as we're talking about this issue of sponsorships, that it could be a little far down the road for some of you. You may be saying, well, I'm a brand new podcaster. I don't have many downloads. I don't have much time to seek out sponsors. I think that's just a little too beyond my pay grade. And I totally get that. I remember being a new podcaster and having those dreams and aspirations of having enough downloads to maybe one day have a sponsor, which I don't have yet, by the way. So I can definitely relate with where you're at if that's how you're feeling. Let me offer something that might be of help to those of you who are just starting out. One of the better things you can do with your time rather than seeking sponsorships or ways to monetize, is to increase the quality of your podcast. 
think about it. iTunes is filling up more and more every day. So are the other podcast directories. The things that are competing for listeners' time are growing and our ability to compete really is getting tougher and tougher. And so one of the ways that you can make sure that your show stands out or at the very least is not putting off potential listeners is by paying close attention to the audio quality of your show. Because I can tell you, for me, one listen to a show with terrible audio, and I don't have much tolerance for that. I just have to turn it off because there is so much out there that is a better quality that is more worth my time. And if you are a brand new podcaster and you need help getting your audio optimized, let me recommend something to you. If you're using Audacity, part of how you can optimize that audio is to know your software, understand how it is that you can use the tool that you have. It's a free tool, and it's a great tool, by the way, to optimize your audio the very best it can be. Here at Podcast Fast Track, we've created a $39 course. I mean, how many online courses do you see for $39? And let me tell you, $39 is really way underpriced. This could sell for close to $200 probably, but it's called Audacity for Podcasting. It's a course I created with podcasters in mind. Approaching best practices in how to deal with editing and make editorial decisions, how to use the different functions of Audacity to make sure that you are optimizing your audio in the very best way possible. You can find it at audacityforpodcasting.com and pay attention to the audio for your podcast in order to get yourself a better chance of catching those listeners. Now let's head back into the conversation. Okay, Trevor, thanks. We're back from the mid-roll break. Looking over your website, it looks like you guys have basically two options for the way AdvertiseCast works. One of them you call a do-it-yourself marketplace. Describe that to me. Our do-it-yourself marketplace is simply just this online marketplace we've created. That was their their first iteration of this whole platform. Yeah, so it's simply a self-serve marketplace. So you simply could go in and you can uh, just research different podcasts that are selling ad spots. And, you know, that being the advertiser side, so the advertiser comes in, they can, you know, review shows, they can hear sample audio clips about your show, and uh, just read more information about your show, and maybe even see some demographic data that you've, you know, you can give to them based off your, you know, your hosting provider and whatnot. So yeah, we built a sales service system where advertisers come in, they can shop it that way. It acts as an e-commerce system. So, you know, when you buy these spots, you can buy multiple spots off multiple shows, you know, during one cart session, and then uh, you check out, you kind of put in the details of the order. So then you can type in about, you know, your product or service and maybe the talking points that you want the, uh, you know, the public or the podcasters to cover on their side. And then our system kind of walks you through the rest of the process for the remainder of the ad buying process. So does that advertiser need to provide a polished recorded audio to be inserted or is this podcaster read sort of an ad? Yeah. Great question, Carrie. So Almost everything that we sell, I mean, it's 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 ninety five percent plus is are the host red spots. So simply, what usually happens is the the advertiser will, will provide some talking points that they want the podcaster to cover. That's how we roll things out from there. So you know, they definitely want the podcaster to to put it in their own words, you know, and, and use their own voice when speaking about their product or service because you know that's what's going to resonate best, you know, with their audience. So. So yeah, we very much work along those lines and we, we don't even want them to read anything like verbatim. You know, it's usually just a couple of talking points and it definitely if they have a promo code or a unique you know, landing page URL, we definitely got to mention that. But, you know, other than that, we don't see much pre-recorded content at this time from our side of things. 
Yeah, and that makes sense to me. I think the host read ads are a lot more effective. They are. Because it's it's in the host's voice that everyone is accustomed to. Yeah, absolutely. And there's that no like, and trust factor. And banking off of that, let me ask you a related question. Do advertisers that come through your platform and establish a relationship with a podcaster, do, do they offer a trial for the podcaster so they can actually try out the product or try out the service before they actually promote it? Yeah, they do. And a lot of times, you know, they'll buy a few spots. And then, you know, with that, the podcaster may require exactly that. If they haven't heard of this, you know, new advertiser. So we actually have that facilitated in our back end. So, you know, we actually have their, their shipping address in there so they can, you know, mail a sample of their product or service uh, to them for them to try it out before they would actually, you know, give that endorsement. That's really neat because I, for one, want to know something about the product or the service. For sure. And uh, be able to to say from my own experience uh, how good it is. So that's a great benefit. I think that's really smart for you guys to have figured out a way to fit that in there. Yeah, we, you know, it, it was requested so many times. So we just actually you know built it as part of the process now. It seems to be working really well. And, uh, and people like getting free stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, podcasters especially. Hey, I can vouch for that. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. That was all on the advertiser side. What about for the podcaster? How do they get involved in this sort of thing? Yeah. So the podcaster, you know, our system's real easy. I mean, you come in, you create an account with us. And after you create an account, you can add your listing. To create your listing, you know, we answer, uh, we ask you a bunch of questions about your show. And actually, we import a lot of data too that just comes from your RSS feed. So we try to, you know, do some of the work for you on your behalf. But yeah, setting up your listing takes probably 15 minutes. And then uh, it goes through an approval process with us that usually takes about 24 hours. And then after that, you know, it goes live into the system. And then once it goes live, it goes live in our marketplace. So then, you know, advertisers could come in, they could shop your listing. And also it goes live to our sales team. So our internal sales team will see it and they'll start putting you in campaigns where they see, you know, that making sense and making and seeing, seeing your show being a good fit for them. So pretty easy to get started with us. So describe that for me when you say the sales team would put your show into a campaign. What does that mean? Yeah, so behind the scenes, we have a great sales team, and that's where most of our attraction is happening right now. So we have a great sales team that works with most of our better brands and better advertisers, and definitely our agency partners. So you know they work with them every day, and uh, and then you know they actually do the shopping. So they're the shoppers that are you know shopping the listings on our platform, and then when they're working with a brand and their product or service, you know they'll figure out which shows they think would be you know, provide the most value for that specific, you know, advertiser or, or that campaign, and then will uh, you know, put you into that campaign. So it's really just a matching effort. You know, we try to, you know, find the shows with the, with the right demographics where it makes sense, you know, for that product or service that we're uh, doing the buys for. That's a great way to approach it. Now, you've mentioned a few times the term CPM, and I think there's many of us who get confused by that. Is that clicks per million? I mean, what does that mean? Explain that to us. Yeah, it's, it's cost per million and really uh, Spanish for uh, 1,000. So it's, it's, it's cost per 1,000. I'm sorry, it's Latin. So it's cost per 1,000. So that simply means like the industry rate right now for post red spots is about $25 for a 60-second ad spot. So you could expect $25 per 1,000 downloads of your podcast per episode per spot, if that makes any sense. So Mm -hmm. that's where it's cool because, you know, if you start to add, you know, two, three spots to your show and then any multiples of 1,000 listeners that you get in your show, you know, that's when the multiple starts to happen. That's where you start to see, you know, the bigger money come in and that's where things start to get exciting. Yeah. So let me kind of create a scenario for my listeners just to make sure everybody understands this. Say you've you've got a podcast that generally is 45 minutes long and you decide you're going to have a spot 
for a sponsor at the beginning, at the middle, and at the end. If you're talking about a $25 CPM for each of those spots, you have the potential of $75 for that podcast episode for every 3,000 listeners. Am I thinking correctly on that? Yep, correct. So actually, you'd be $75 you know, times three. So, uh, so it'd be $225 per episode you would see from those efforts, correct? Man, you've really got my wheels turning here. <laughs> so it's $25 per thousand downloads for each of those spots, correct? Correct. Yeah. So what happens over time as older episodes are downloaded again? Does the process continue on or ha- is there a limit to when that payment continues? Yeah. So it's, it's a one-time payment, right? So when we put our deals together, it's a one-time payment, but then you have so much inventory per episode. So, you know, if you have three spots available per episode, that's the maximum monies you can make per episode uh, uh, recordings. So if you have, does that make sense? So based off your frequency, so if you air, you know, if you publish once a, once a month or once, let's say, let's say weekly. So three spots per episode and you, and you publish weekly. So you take, you know, let's say four times a month because you publish weekly. So that's four and you take it times, you know, three spots per episode. So you're looking at, you know, 12 spots per month. So you can take that 12 yeah. times, you know, the CPM rate and uh, figure it out that way. Okay. And so it's, it's only over a month's period of time then? Correct. Yep. We sell off uh, monthly downloads. First 30 days of the episode going live is what you know most advertisers care about. Okay. So that makes sense to me. Uh, if you had an episode three that published two years ago that had a sponsor on it, regardless if people download that yeah. years later, there's no payout on that. Yeah. Yeah. We're finding too that, you know, most downloads do happen within the first 30 days. And, oh, uh, absolutely. But, but, you know, sometimes we find these shows too, where they're, where they're just not the case, you know, where, you know, they have such a, you know, uh, an evergreen uh, content where, you know, maybe 40% of their downloads actually happen after 30 days, which is really interesting, you know, from a back catalog standpoint then for deploying ads. So, so we're finding a mixture of that, but, but for most, you know, for most things we're seeing that, you know, most downloads do happen in the first 30 days, which I'm sure you see too, Carrie, on your side. Yeah, absolutely. It's always the first bit that every episode gets right. the biggest punch. It that's for sure. Probably could be like the first five days, honestly, right? So, <laughs> yeah, it really depends on the podcast and the niche, honestly. Uh, just depending on who it is that's listening, they may not, you know, and sometimes that's the podcaster hasn't chosen the best day to yeah, publish. That's true. Uh, because their, their audience is too busy at the time they publish, but they do download it later. So, that's true. To me, it doesn't matter when they download, it's just that they download. Correct. But I can see on an advertising perspective within that first 30 days is, is pretty important. And sometimes, too, these ad campaigns are timely, right? So, you know, they want to push out this product or service over the next 30 days because that's when the promo is going to actually you know, only be valid for. So, you know, after that, yeah. there's, that there's maybe not going to be any value because the promo is all, it's all done with. That campaign's done. So, you know, there, there's a timing element there as well. Yeah, that makes total sense. Now, give me a perspective on how this works for advertisers. They go in and they shop podcasts that they think may be a good fit for their particular promo or their advertisement. But you also said that there's a like a service that can do that for them. Would you kind of walk me through that? Yeah. So right now, what really happens is, you know, the advertisers that approach us, you know, they fill out a form. They kind of tell us, you know, who they are. They tell us about their product or service, maybe, you know, what kind of budget restraints that they have. 
requirements that they have and maybe some kind of, you know, and we ask them about their demographics, if they have any that they want to, you know, for us to target. And then after that, you know, our sales team will have a, you know, initial consultation with them to kind of find out more about them. And then we'll usually put together a proposal and we try to find, like I said before, you know, we try to find the best shows that we think are going to, you know, help maximize you know, their ROI and their benefits on their side appropriately. So we definitely try to get as much information as we can before we, you know, put the other thing on our side. Yeah. And that's kind of, I guess, how we go about it. Yeah. And just for the sake of the listeners, let me describe what I'm looking at. Um, I'm looking at the website, advertisecast.com. And across the top, it's got a list of categories, business, comedy, education, games, and hobbies. And you can click on any of those right now. I've clicked on society and culture and it's showing some particular podcasts, but it also on the left-hand side has a filter function. So I can choose the amount of reach that I'm looking for in a podcast, the CPM I'm wanting, the cost, and then also a demographic section. So you can choose age, gender, education, income, kind of like a Facebook ad. You can kind of drill in a little bit and find exactly the audience that you're looking for as far as these filter criteria go. Tell me, Trevor, what is the ratio you see your platform being used in terms of self-serve kind of advertisers and then the ones who actually use your actual service to do it for them? Yeah. So early days, you know, I first launched this back in 2016. Obviously, it was all 100% self-serve. We did have a few advertisers on there and we still do it to this day. But, you know, the real traction happened when we you know started to build out the sales team side of things. So, you know, today... I mean, from a revenue standpoint, 99% of the revenue happens to our sales team. So, you know, very little is actually honestly happening on the self-serve team, which is, I think we're still early days and we're seeing that side of things still grow a bit, you know? So I think it's still just too early for people to understand like how to buy this stuff on their own at this point. So I think it's going to maybe come down the road, but for right now, you know, definitely the model that we see working is, is definitely, uh, you know, working with our knowledgeable sales team. Well, Trevor, take a little bit of time here and tell us if a podcaster is curious whether or not AdvertiseCast will work for them, they come to your website, AdvertiseCast.com. What should they do? Yeah. So you first come in. I mean, you can look at our podcaster page. We kind of explain our service in more detail there. You know, we kind of tell you all the steps that are involved for setting up your account. And we also tell you all the details that go along with, you know, the how you get paid, our payout structure, all that good stuff. You know, our commission uh, split, which I can just tell you it's 70-30. So you guys keep 70% of everything that we bring to you. We keep 30% for, you know, facilitating and making the deal happen. So yeah, so you can find more information by just going to our website and then hitting the podcasters link on the top side there. And then if everything looks great, you can simply create an account too and then create account buttons right in the top too. And uh, like I said, it just, you know, takes a few minutes to create your listing. And really we're telling people at this point, it doesn't really hurt, right? So if you're just curious to see if we can maybe bring some ad buys to you, you know, there's, there's no cost to sign up with us. There's no, you know, monthly subscription fees. Like it's totally free to sign up. So, you know, it doesn't hurt anything. So if you're willing, you know, just to do the whole spread spots as told and take 70% of the cut, you know, I don't see why you wouldn't. There's only upside on trying this out. Yeah. So let me ask you this as we wrap up, if a podcaster signs up and they do get someone who's interested in having them do a host red spot and they don't feel comfortable about the particular service or product, what can they do there? Yeah, great question, Carrie. So that does happen, you know, so sometimes, you know, they don't like the advertiser or they're actually, you maybe have an advertiser that's similar to that. So they actually can't take on this other advertiser that's in the same category. We give that capabilities up to the advertiser or the podcaster to approve or reject each ad buy. So they have full control of that, and we feel that's very important too, where they have control you know, over who is going to be on, you know, whoever they're going to promote on their show, and we find that to be very important. So, yeah, we put that control to the podcaster. 
I'm very glad to hear that because a podcaster's most valuable resource is his or her audience Mm -hmm. and the trust that they build with those people. And if you start sending ads or things out to your audience that, you know, in your heart of hearts, you know, is not a good fit, but you're doing it just for the money that is going to come back to bite you. So I'm glad that a podcaster has the ability to not only work with advertisers they feel good about, but are able to treat their audience well by protecting them through only bringing relevant ads. Yeah. And all platforms, all ad network platforms aren't created equal. I mean, sometimes you don't know who you're going to get, right? And you got to take yeah. it or, or it's a dynamic play. So you don't know who's actually going to you know, be on your show. You get to report the following month. So yeah, we're fully transparent on that. We feel it's super important just based off what you, you know, mentioned before. Yeah, that's great. Well, Trevor, I appreciate your time on podcastification today. Is there any way that our podcast audience can reach out to you personally? I mean, are you on Twitter, LinkedIn? Where can they find you? Yeah, probably the best way, honestly, Carrie, is just to email me direct. Just uh, Trevor, my name's spelled a little bit differently. It's T-R-E-V-R. There's no vowel in between the V and R. So T-R-E-V-R, then at advertisecast.com. And if you have any questions, yeah, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to respond to each one of those. Well, Trevor, thank you so much for your time. I think this is a great option for a lot of our listeners. So I'll be interested to hear if you are listening and you are going to try out AdvertiseCast, I know that Trevor would love to know. And I also know that I would love to know. I'd love to hear your experience and hear uh, what kind of benefit you're seeing from using the platform. So reach out to me, Carrie, C-A-R-E-Y at podcastfasttrack.com. So that was a helpful little education on how podcast advertising works, don't you think? And what do you think about AdvertiseCast? I think these guys are approaching this whole monetization from a sponsor side of things in a very creative way and in a unique way. I mean, the fact that advertisers can come and shop podcasts themselves and find the exact shows that they feel are a good fit for their product or service. I mean, that's incredible. And then on the other side, for us as podcasters, being able to feel confident that whatever products or services are going to be advertising on our show through their platform, our products and services we get to approve of first. And in many cases, it sounds like we are able to actually try out the product first so that we have firsthand experience. I think that's an incredible step of integrity on the part of Trevor and the team at AdvertiseCast. I would love to hear your experience with AdvertiseCast if you have used it, or if you try it out, just reach out to me, Carrie, C-A-R-E-Y, at podcastfasttrack.com. You know what time it is. It's time for you to go out and make it a podcastificating day. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Audio editing and show notes by podcastfasttrack.com. Get 15% off your first month by mentioning this show.